0: Hey, everybody. You've reached the Mayfair podcast. I'm Eric. And this
1: is Josh. It is Tuesday, December 28th. We have made it through Christmas, almost through the new year. And in our high-caliber standard of guests on the podcast, you just have to be kind of here. And so we <laughs> welcome... Emily did the podcast today.
2: Hello.
0: Hi. Hi. Yay. We tricked her, basically.
2: You totally 100% tricked
1: me. I
0: got a ride here. And then Josh was like, hey, does she want to be on it? Even though we both knew, probably no. And uh, then she weakened and here we are. You're going to feed a cat or something?
1: Mm-hmm. Two
2: yeah. cats. Quality cats. That's Quality true. cats. Yeah.
1: Emily was was fretting about nothing to talk about on the podcast. I don't know. You probably don't listen to the podcast, but you've come up in conversation a few times because I was bugging Eric about not properly knowing his Jewish heritage and Hanukkah and such. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we've talked about this before. When I was a kid, like kindergarten, grade one, and I remember the after the holidays break, And talking to some little girl. And I wish I remembered her name because I'd love to look her up on Facebook and chat about this story. And I remember saying like, you know, I got this. I got Castle Greyskull, whatever. And she, this nice young lady, went, oh, I didn't get anything we don't celebrate Christmas. And I remember, probably super offensive from a grown-up point of view, gasping and grasping (laughs) my chest and being like, you don't celebrate Christmas? And that was my first run-in with a Jewish person. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I went home like an idiot and I think told my mom the same thing, like, Mom, I met this kid who doesn't celebrate Christmas. Like I saw a unicorn, like the craziest thing in the world. (laughs) So my whole life, I jokingly have wished to do both. But I've never had the excuse because as I learned recently listening to Sarah Silverman's podcast, which I love, it's a very small population, a very, very small population of Jewish folks in North America and I think less in Canada. So I think you are the first Jewish person I've known since I was four, probably.
2: I get that a lot.
1: And so I I tease him because I'm like, you're living the dream. You got both holidays. (laughs) It's a lot of pressure. (laughs)
2: You're welcome.
0: Hey, listen, I mean, there was only that one. I was telling him, I think the first year we were dating, I did get you eight gifts or at least a bunch of gifts. The plan was, that, you know, when I got you the marshmallow perfume. The
2: perfume, yeah. Which,
0: you know, went unused for obvious reasons. (laughs) The idea of it was great. And the fact that I was able to find it at all was cool. But I think after that first year, because I thought it'd be fun. I was oh yeah a bunch of little gifts and then it, but it's like a lot of work
2: oh I... yeah that's why we don't do it past when the kids are grown up that's the end of hanukkah well at least in my family
1: then i was saying pretty sure this is, if not vegan could be veganed pretty easily Veganed. <laughs> i've never had a latke oh yeah i'm pretty sure i've never had a latka. i've probably had latka adjacent food but i don't think i've ever had a latka. like a hash brown, a hash brown yeah <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't
2: know what you would use instead of an egg for a binder that's a very good question
1: in pancakes we use bananas but I don't know if that would fly. Yeah, don't do that. It's potato, right?
2: Yes, it is, yeah.
1: Yeah, on a sliding scale, it kind of is similar to a McDonald's hash brown,
0: kind of. Specifically a McDonald's hash brown. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
2: There are very different ways to make them, but yes, yes, you could do the grated, yeah, have a grated black
0: I gotta do that. This is kind of like we, we talked about this last week, and I kind of was just going see to my pants because I thought I knew, but I wasn't sure. Because your, <laughs> your dad kind of makes a like potato pancake style. He does
2: a puree, yeah. And then he fries that, yeah.
0: And which is great. Is that the more traditional one? I guess.
2: Oh, it's divided.
0: Mmm. Mm-hmm. So this like goes way back. This is like a debate.
2: Yeah, even among the Jews. Yeah, yeah. Whether you have them pureed or a, like a hash brown. Yeah.
0: And like so, obviously, our vote shouldn't really count because we've been born on the McDonald's hash brown style, <laughs> and so we're saying, oh no, we want that. You know. If you want pancakes? Make pancakes. You know we don't want these potato pancakes. Not me, of course, but some other guy might say that.
2: Yeah, whatever works.
0: But your diet is pretty committed to those potato pancake style. And I get one oh, mm-hmm. that we also talked about the topper because it's usually very the,
2: divisive as yeah, well. Yeah.
0: Oftentimes it'll be the apple sauce. I'm
2: an apple sauce person. Yeah, for sure. But and some this, people are like sour cream all right, the way.
0: The sour cream camp. And then I think Josh had other questions about what goes on <laughs> yeah, the, a lot lot of the of My questions. You had some random ideas about what some would call you know frightening ideas. But when you are a
1: kid, and I can't even say catholic kid because i'm christmas in the i wish i could remember the specificity of the story but i remember being like relatively older 15 and i swear just like walking down the street and going oh christmas like i swear (laughs) because my parents grandparents both sides none of us not even like midnight mass or fake church none of that stuff so i swear i was very old before i went oh yeah that's when that guy was born and this stuff because for me I love Christmas, but it's all family and food and gifts and stuff and cartoons and <laughs> cartoons and no religious quotient at all. Mm-hmm. But when you're a kid, you think eight days. That means like day one, Nintendo, day two, bike, day three, Castle Grayskull. When I know like day one is a sock and day two is the <laughs> other sock. sock. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> we don't do that i mean it's more like the kids i guess yeah
1: i
2: did a lot more when i was a kid yeah it was kind of frustrating because you only get one gift per night so if you waste that one gift like if you're like okay this looks good you pick it up you know you rock it you shake it a little bit and then ends up kind of being a little lame you're like well that's it for the day i gotta wait for tomorrow
0: not that you ever got lame gifts but you know someone
1: oh yes whoever
0: not ever you though did you
1: have anger towards (sighs) santa (laughs)
0: <laughs> did you feel ripped off
1: no or it just wasn't in your wheelhouse no
2: no it didn't even really occur to me I was kind of like you like I grew up going to like a religious school a Jewish school so like I didn't really know little Christian children Yeah, <laughs> yeah so no because when
1: you're a kid, you think you would be furious, but if it's not there, it's just yeah, yeah. not and there. and I used
2: to think that every house that didn't have Christmas lights, they were the Jewish families. Oh, right. Yeah, so I'd be like, uh, Jews, Jews, Christians, 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 Jews.
0: <laughs> and I was the first Christian that you met, which was wild. <laughs> yeah, a little awkward, yeah, really. It was only 10 years ago, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> that's, that's quite a life you've led so far
1: you were an outcast
0: yeah you know i'm not the traditional christian well that's the funny thing like my mom is well i guess very religious but not in a very religious mrs carmody or carrie's mother type of way just like she goes to church every sunday and she's very active in the community and stuff like that so like christmas is a big deal and my grandma as well you know or, or had been but my dad is not at all and i assuming his parents weren't either <laughs> yeah and so it's an interesting juxtaposition because growing up my mom would go to the christmas eve service kind of thing but then my dad would stay home and it's like i want to stay Home with dad and have eggnog and watch cartoons and stuff and you know watch it's a wonderful life or whatever and so like I mean we did quite a bit of that and my sister uh, and my nieces will still go with my mom Christmas Eve certain times but we hit a point a couple of years back 10 years back or whatever where it was just sort of like that's cool I'm glad that you're involved with that I personally would prefer to stay home and quote-unquote look after dad but, <laughs> <laughs> but like it was nice to see both sides you know I really do feel like a lot of religion is basically just like don't be a jerk do more good than harm regardless of the religion and that's kind of what i take away from it so like i was glad to have that basis but not the like wild crazy religious aspect of everything you know like that part is a little much to me
1: well like talk about how i can't i shouldn't be trying to ride the coattails of being a jewish person because i know nothing
0: <laughs> but ever since she's been on the podcast you've but just... <laughs> better than that
1: I, for some reason, for the first time, kind of read the bullet points of Kwanzaa. Wow. And 100% I was like, I can get behind this. There's a few issues there with (laughs) my look. But yeah, like I look at that and I'm like, they seem to have that together. That looked great. And it's but, a fun
0: name too. Like yeah. <laughs> it's a lot more like bam. Like I mean, Hanukkah's cool and Christmas is cool, but Kwanzaa, you're like wham. It's got all. It's got the Z and the, the most is. I know mm-hmm. about
1: Kwanzaa is a black lightning short story from a DC Comics holiday special from about. 10 years ago. so specific. That was my learning curve. That's why I always defend pop culture, where I'm like, I've learned more about Muslim culture from Ms. Marvel. The first Jewish character I probably read was The Thing in Fantastic Four, which probably really was the first comic book back in the 60s of having a menorah in a kid's comic book, because all the creators were Jewish, but they had to sneak in their own stuff in there. (laughs) The most associated thing you get was a giant rock man. That's the most they could do.
2: The Thing is Jewish?
1: Yeah, very, very. Wow. Because The Thing... Is essentially Jack Kirby, and Jack Kirby. I was just talking about this with Gwen the other day about names. That like Kirby isn't really his name. His name was something with a, a you kirbenstein. know with a Witz or a Stein <laughs> on the end. And when his, I think if you figure out his age, like he passed away thirty years ago. His parents, when they came over, grandparents got to the horrible person and was like, "Okay, your name has too many syllables. Now you're a Kirby." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, so he introduced he and Stan Lee both Jewish. So in the Fantastic Four, the thing full-blown jewish character the word hanukkah and all that kind of stuff and i'm sure for 95 percent of the kids reading that comic book 10 year olds because think about tv film it was weird because like every christmas song is written by a jewish songwriter
2: yes yes it is
0: yeah, no, we were very sheltered from that. and Well, like growing up in the middle of nowhere, basically. So, but I mean, at least, yeah, my mom was like very welcoming of any and all religion and right, all that yeah. stuff. So, I mean, it was, that was cool, at least. And my dad was just sort of like, he just existed. And <laughs> that was about it.
2: Well, your parents made me feel welcome. Yeah, from day one.
0: It's true. And I mean, your first Christmas was awesome. Like oh you got God, more gifts awesome. than I did. 100%. Y- you- I mean, I was glad for you, but also I was like, man, Santa really screwed me this year. This was
2: year. my ninth Christmas, I think.
0: I guess, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, we'll be yeah, ten years, ten years together years on June 1st, 20th. No, June 20th. Yeah, that's it. That's The ticket
2: you got to start thinking about my 10 year yeah, got... anniversary gift this year.
0: I'm not sure, like, I mean, we already we've got you that one year when I brought you in here and, and we played V for Vendetta. Josh and I totally subterfuged <laughs> you, that was amazing.
1: I don't want to make Emily jealous, but Eric really swung for the fences and got me a gift this year, yeah, of a 40 year old McDonald's Kermit the Frog glass <laughs> from one of the movies. It's now proudly up on my shelf. Mm-hmm. I was, I was like man, I hope you got Emily something good because this is the best thing I got this year.
0: <laughs> hey, I got us a very practical gift in that we've got our, we have our bikes, you know, but we don't bike during the winter because we're not, we're not made like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a, My friend Jug, he goes year round, but he's like full on and has the gear and all that. I'm just like, I'm oh, too delicate. Be. Yeah, I could never be that person. Yeah. And so what we wanted to do is, I don't even know this is a thing, but Emily wanted to get these adapters that turn your bike into exercise bikes. Okay, yeah. So that, you know, once I can ride again, then we remove them or whatever. So we want to turn the second bedroom into a quasi-gym. So it's, I mean, we haven't taken them out of the box or set them up or, you know, (laughs) like, I mean, that part's going to be a whole other kettle of fish, but. Those are
1: fun because Gwen has one of those set up in our spare room as we speak. It was part of her rehab for her busted ankle. So two things. One, the dog hates it and will stand in the doorway yelping just confused at what this ufo is in the house <laughs> she'll be listening to music or whatever and she has the monitor a tablet with the tour de france on it or whatever <laughs> for real yeah and i teased her i'm like can you put like mario kart or mad max yeah. on there or like the pod race but oh, man but she's always listening and there's no way i can enter the house without scaring her to death because i come in and i try to be like i'm here hello <laughs> And then I kind of go up beside her and like pretend I'm running (laughs) (laughs) and scare her to death. Yeah, I've heard
0: they're kind of loud-ish, you know, so I mean there's that the cats won't like it but on the mm. plus side though we've had this smaller tv for a long time that we got from our parents that's probably like 17 to 19 inches maybe like it's a, it's weirdly small but it's a samsung so like it's nice yeah and it has the plugins for n64 if you know anyone cared about that such as myself and so we've kind of had it but not really had a use for it for the longest time and then i was like oh man this is like donated to someone in need well that's a possibility <laughs> or you could put it in front of the new uh bikes and then you got yourself a tv there and we were gonna watch the income property or something i never thought about why other people biking and pretending to be in a fun race yeah like, hers is all connected to computers and science so geez. it actually like
1: tracks her path and she can say i want to go so far and I th- whatever go up
2: a hill or
0: damn okay well that's too much i'm not yeah doing that. I, I can't that's a whole other level i can't possibly compete with that
2: We have to take them out of the box first. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. step
0: one. (laughs) Yeah, one step at a time. The fact that we had a screen at all was pretty good, I thought, but we'll see. I'll hook it up to the remote control. That's pretty good.
1: Okay, let us chat about some Mayfair stuff. I got to talk about this. I don't want to sound too glass half empty, but it's part of our story that we're in right now. As we speak, if you're listening to this in a timely manner, we are... Up to 50% capacity, but we can't be 50% capacity because you still need distance between people. So we can let in about 85 people. The real kicker is we can't serve popcorn. Mm -hmm. And I think I mentioned this, but I was gallows humors talking with our friends at Black Squirrel Book and House of Targ. And all of us are just kind of like, shrug, what are you going to do? And I don't want to get on a soapbox and be too angry about us not being able to serve popcorn right now, although Black Squirrel can serve coffee and Targ can do pierogies. because. Through this ordeal, there's been times where we've had the upper hand of we can have in a full capacity and Targ cannot. Or we can serve popcorn where somebody else can't serve food. It's just been all over the place. But that's where we are right now. So Friday the 24th. I wasn't working, but I got the end of night stuff. I was visiting my mom. We were all so hesitant. We were all on the fence of doing anything because in Ottawa, everything went terribly wrong. But (laughs) we went to visit my mom. That was it. Nobody else there. Had dinner on Christmas Eve with her. And the numbers came in. And Christmas Eve was the worst day in Mayfair modern history. Damn! It was the worst night ever. And... It is interesting, just comparatively, a year ago, it was a quote-unquote sold out at 75 people, turning away dozens of people who were all in very good spirits about being turned away. Like, good for you guys. (laughs) Selling a ton of gift certificates and memberships and all that kind of stuff. And I think just this year, kind of for better versus worse, it's so weird for me to talk about because I'm trying to run a business, I think people just hunkered down and were like, I'm not doing anything. So yeah, we had like three people all night, four people all night. Yeah, so that happened. That was my lead Damn. into Christmas morning. <laughs> it's oh, like, whole... Merry
0: Christmas. But every screening had at least one person?
1: Yeah, we didn't hit zero. Okay, <laughs> so that we... still has not happened. No, we made some Christmas joy for some people of, well, you've essentially got a private screening for your family. That but... is
2: the gift, yeah.
1: Conversely, I wrote about kind of that and something else on Facebook, made a little post, wrote a couple little paragraphs about where we are right now. And you don't want to get too cockier. You don't want to get too laid back you just got to keep working and soldiering on but the response of people saying like we'll be back i promise or what can i do or can i buy some gift certificates and we got more likes and retweets for those couple posts than anything before so it's this weird dichotomy of nobody coming but everybody saying we love you we promise we're coming back (laughs) lee was just in before you guys got here and made me feel a little bit better in saying that We're not buying popcorn. Sadly, our staff is very understanding, but our hours are just cut to hell because we don't have a candy bar and and numbers aren't even at forced capacity so we can run the show on one person in the box office. So we're saving all this money there. We'll likely get some more rent relief grants or whatever, but it's just-
2: You can't make popcorn and then bag it? No. No.
1: That was the thought. Everything is written just like lawyer talk. And we talk to some people and everything. And plus because bytown and other places aren't doing it either, as far as we can read this damn thing, it's nothing. Hard stop, don't sell stuff. Because mm-hmm. that was the thought too of like I was like, can we sell popcorn to people like as they leave? Right. Like if we bag it up in a plastic bag. But as far as the rules say, it's cease and desist on all And the idea is they want less interaction, which I get, but then I'm like yeah, but the coffee shops are selling coffee to people.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that's weird. I was kind of wondering about that. Like, I guess because they're not like we're an entertainment venue or whatever you want to call it, I guess. So yeah. like they're literally like, I don't know. That is weird. But like that's their lifeblood. But then again, popcorns are lifeblood. So I don't know. Like, I, I don't.
1: And then you have people with the best of intentions asking the most bonkers questions. Like, can I come in and donate some money and bring my own popcorn in? That's Or can I go next door to shoppers and bring in candy and not buy it from you? Melissa answered some of these questions and was like, well, no, you're not allowed to take your mask off at any time in the cinema. So
0: you can't eat food. That's the whole... So uh-huh. if I put a handful of m ms in my mouth before I walk into the theater, then yeah. just come in, don't talk to anyone, and just have that. And I just slowly like... Row, yeah, Row, and then like know. nurse your way through them. Yeah, yeah, into my <laughs> mouth. So I don't take my mask off. I don't drink any water. I mean, Like, like a horse, like just like a horse bag. <laughs> that's <so> hilarious. <laughs> you're like, okay, in theory, yes, that's acceptable. But what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> You just shrug and
1: you're just like, what do you do? I'm in the good spirits enough to just be like, well, we just keep going. We just keep going. But like, remember March 2020 when we thought this was going to be a weird couple weeks?
0: Yeah, I was here. And
1: now I'm like,
0: is this the forever now? (laughs) That was the (laughs) last thing. They had to cancel the shits and giggles fest, which never got rescheduled and maybe never will. I always thought about that because I was like, that was the nine o'clock show and we had to close at like six or whatever it was. I don't, yeah. I don't remember exactly, but it was you and I. Yeah, it was your last day. Yeah. Then yeah. you quit. Technically, you were like, I'm out. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, uh, I'm I'm a fully uh, employed podcaster. That yeah. was the thing. I was waiting for someone to call me out on that for the Mayfair party. They're like, hey, why is he invited? I'd be like, I pay my own way to come here both ways. It's been great for December not paying for the bus, but still. You're like a fifth tier
1: backup goalie. I keep on waiting. Yeah. Like a year from now to be like, Eric, we really need you to come in
0: we can't even now i've cut you off and you'll never be on the podcast again um but i was just gonna say uh yeah like i can't even serve popcorn at all now nobody can so it's even further that i'm out of my depth you were saying
2: oh that was it i had a one-liner what, what, what was it I don't even remember now
0: and now i ruined it see we lace lost
2: up it. I told you to lace up
0: lace up Okay. at least we got that out though but I
1: like that the day after we shut down popcorn I forget who was working popcorn but you like called the Batman oh, yeah. 66 red hotline and was like save me popcorn
0: oh that's cause yeah we were out helping my parents and the weather was really bad and it was the 22nd I think it was whatever the last day for corn was like oh, we have to go there it's the last day for corn I haven't told anyone for Christmas I'm getting them corn but it has to happen it's my thing you know yeah and so uh, <laughs> Rather than try to be like, hey, sweetie, can we, drink? you know, I know the weather is <laughs> horrific and it's hard enough to get home at all, but can we go across the city for popcorn for other people? So I didn't bring that up, but yeah. I had messaged Melissa, like after I messaged you, I was like, are you working? I hope, I hope. And so I was like, Melissa and Sarah, who are both just absolute gems of people. So I was able to be like, can you set aside some bags of corn? Even though I, I was just picturing a madhouse here. Like, I didn't even know what it was like, but you were very clear. You're like, this is the last day for sometime. We don't know how long and then I think it was like two days later. Someone's like, well, can I still buy popcorn? Yeah And you're like (laughs) No, (laughs) you can't because oh good
1: lord people still walk in with the normal routine of people in a neighborhood yeah. And, and I guess I got to forgive them because they're not following certain rules the same way I might not know rules of what's happening at the mall or whatever.
0: <laughs> the mall management. I will never know what's happening never at the know. mall.
1: <laughs> but they walk in and, like, and they look at me and kind of like, I'm just going to grab some popcorn. And I go, you can't. There's none.
0: <laughs> so, just, it's so matter of factly, too. It's like, uh, uh, yeah, excuse me. I'm just going to yeah. go ahead and do this. Like You're really not, though. So you walked out of here with like a... Like a corpse bag filled with popcorn. And the funny thing is, like, I had planned... Because I told her three or four bags, which really means four bags, please. And I was like, I wanted to have her put it in a garbage bag with my name on it. Because even still, like, we weren't going to come in because I was going to podcast two days later or whatever. Yeah. And I was like... This is a high ticket commodity now. Like anybody could come in here and be like, Oh man, I if I you know, I could take these myself and I what would I do? Like I can't get more. No one can. No, it's gone forever. You should
2: have started like a black market Mayfair popcorn ring. That's exactly literally
0: yeah. word for word what like, I said to like, him. I like was like speak-easy. twenty dollars a bag. you know? Ah, <laughs> <Speak laughs> right, we got your bags here. You know? You can a, just be in the alleyway. Yeah. <laughs> and it conspicuously.
1: <laughs> but but you got a trench not,
0: coat. Yeah, exactly. But we're not Mayfair employees. We're just like, Kids We're side. just in this alleyway. We don't work here unless you want us to. That's like twenty five dollars now.
1: Yeah. And who knows? And that's the other thing of trying not to overthink the world right now is that I'm a little behind, but trying to catch up on some coming soon posters for later in the month. And as I said to Lee, I'm like, I just don't want to do all this stuff. And then we get shut down again. And and that could happen at any second. But again, you're just like, well, we just keep doing this and we haven't been told to shut down. You almost wish you would have been sometimes, but right now we're just like, okay, we're open. Let's keep going. And yeah, like who knows? I'm getting my third shot tomorrow. Gwen got her third shot today. Nice. So we're getting our five G's. We're getting we're doing our part. <laughs> and then you can just
0: add question marks to the coming soon stuff if it gets shut down like the Riddler would.
1: Yeah, that's what we said. We hope this is coming. But, yeah,
0: who knows? Well, at least you're going to see uh, French Dispatch today. I am. I'm sticking around after this to see French Dispatch, which we, I'm dying to see. I hope you were saying Fred Dispatch. The Fred Dispatch. A great guy's name. But, yeah, we watched it the other day, obviously, at the Mayfair Theater. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, no, and, and just great i mean i don't want to it because you're about to watch it but yeah. like just really like like i said emily you know it's like the first 15 minutes i was kind of like uh is this gonna be well like she said almost like not a parody of his work but just kind of like a caricature maybe you've seen
2: so many parodies of that style of movie that it feels like you've almost seen it before but it's beautiful i loved
0: it oh same and that was before because it's like a newspaper and then they go story by story like as you know right and so once they got into this so this was the establishing stuff once they get into the stories you're just like well us anyway you're just transfixed and you just because the actors are so good and like so good the black and white to color and all that and the aspect ratios and such you know which you're kind of using and we talked about that too where we're just like oh it seems like he does this every movie but then we really thought about it and i was like well he did it in the hotel or whatever the hotel one was Grand Budapest Hotel and maybe well, like he's really only done that two maybe three movies where it's been like all the jumping over the aspect ratios and stuff like that and- would
2: you say it would be like a perfection of that style
0: but it's hard to say. I don't know. Because like Grand Budapest Hotel is so good. And I almost think it was a little better in that. Just the way that, I don't know. It just, that movie was so good. His stuff is, I could just wax poetic about his stuff. For, and we're not even probably playing it this week. So no, it's I'm gone. It's always a ch- problem. We talk about <laughs> movies from
1: last week. But also, his cartoons look exactly the same. And that blew my mind. Mm-hmm. That his cinematic live action style completely translated to a talking fox. And I yet people who don't like him. I'm not a person who's objective in film that's why I don't really like critics or awards that much because every single year at the Oscars there's people going this was robbed or I disagree or it's it's always different so I get people who don't like Wes Anderson I love Wes Anderson it just oh it's so pretty it's like comfort food almost Yeah. And the cast, and especially this one, because it's an anthology, Mm -hmm. he just got away with everybody's in this movie, because I think for a number of the actors, it was a much shorter commitment. It wasn't like three months. It was probably a couple days. Mm -hmm. And so the cast, which is always pretty spectacular in his films, is just bonkers in this movie. And you see in the trailer, it says kind of, I think the main actors, and then there's like a big title card <laughs> yeah. with like 30 <laughs> names you on it you can't even read them and some <laughs> of those names are like wait what because i think it's just like one or two lines but mm.
0: yeah and i mean bill murray is barely in it which is not in a bad way like i mean he's great right. but it's just there's so many people and so much going on that it's just sort of like wait what you know he's like yeah. he almost bookends it. But yeah, no, very good, very good, even though we're not playing it after this. Okay,
1: so that's a good segue. Let us (laughs) chat about movies we're screening this week, the week of Friday, December 31st. So it was weird. Last week was the same, where Christmas and Boxing Day were on the weekend, Mm -hmm. and now New Year's Day is on a Saturday. So weird with our holiday days. So we're actually doing some New Year's Day screenings. First up is the Ottawa premiere of a film called The Novice, which is about about the horrors of a young woman in a rowing group. I don't know if it's college or like Olympic stuff, but I think it's just like so many tales for young women, sadly, the tales of the horrors of being a woman in fill in the blank. You're competitive
0: sports this time.
1: Yeah. And it's cool for me because it's a Canadian film and a friend of mine by the name of Kate Drummond, who's an actress is in the movie and I got to break it to her that her name is on the poster because I was unrolling posters and, and then texted her and it went, dude, your name's on the poster. And she was like, I didn't know my name was going to be
0: on the poster. So that's kind of fun. I was just reading a rave review about this this morning. And I hadn't heard of it, to be honest. But I, I was like, ah, The Novice. Hmm, tell no, me No, it,
1: it won three awards at Tribeca. Big, cool Canadian film. So. Best actress for Kate Drummond, I hope. No, The Novice got a best actress, though. Uh, <laughs> the well, so the lead, know. yes. Still good. Still good. Our other new film this week... Oh, God, I'm going to stumble over this. (laughs) It's delicious, but in French, it's delicious. Oh, hey, you nailed Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. This looks really cool. It's a drama, but I think kind of a light drama about the first restaurant in the late 1700s. Wow, what? Which, yeah. I learned something from this blurb. I didn't know restaurants were not around before that. So And he learned how to say delicious. Delicious. <laughs> so yeah, this is a story about the person who opened up the first restaurant. That's insane. Yeah.
2: I have heard a podcast about that person. I don't remember anything about it, but I do remember the subject. So was it,
0: it a cool. number of podcasts or just a singular? No, it was a single. So you could listen to that before you see the movie.
2: I so think so it was Stuff You Know in History Class. Okay. So stuff stuff, you, you, missed, missed stuff you Missed. Stuff You Missed.
0: Stuff
1: You Missed. Because I missed it. I just, I've never <laughs> even yeah, yeah. heard of this. So go find that podcast yeah.
0: and uh, listen to it maybe after you see the movie if you don't want true. spoilers. We don't know if maybe the person gets cooked up and they s- get served to the people. Like we don't know if there's a cannibalism element. I'm really no, there's no that. horror element. <laughs> this is a nice movie. There may or may not be a horror this element. This is a movie Josh you can bring grandma saying. to. And Maybe they eat grandma in the movie. I don't know. No, no, no. This, this one. What better
1: movie to play when we can't serve food <laughs> than watching a movie which I'm sure is filled with delicious food preparation shots. Delicious. So when you leave the movie, you'll be ready to go and go home and eat some food or get some takeout from a local
0: restaurant or something. Yeah, you can go to the place next door. Oh, it's closed down. Oh, damn it. (laughs) You can get yourself some snacks. No, you can't.
1: Then we have two classics. One for the 50th anniversary as of 2022. So we're just sneaking that in because we're starting this on January 1st. So the 50th anniversary of Deliverance. Oh, (laughs) jeez. That's from one end of the spectrum to the other. Yeah. This movie is a funny one for me because... I saw this on VHS, not when I was like four, but when I was maybe like, you know, 12 with my dad. And I think my dad forgot about certain aspects of the film because on paper, it's like a tense thriller about some guys in the woods being chased by bad guys. And Burt Reynolds. And Burt Reynolds. So it's like Smokey and the Bandit, yeah, right? Yeah, it's basically it. just that. And then it goes to some heavy,
0: terrible horror movie places. And those are the only parts people know about now. That's yeah. the irony of it.
1: Which is a shame because it's a great
0: film. Mm-hmm.
1: All the actors in it, the tension, and it gets remembered for horribly for a gag that people have used for 50 years. But it's a really interesting film and was nominated for Best Picture. And, and I think at the time it was akin to Burt Reynolds trying to do something that wasn't Burt Reynolds, mm-hmm. the way nowadays, not quite the same actor, but Adam Sandler trying to do like a yeah. drama. Or you know? Pulp
0: Fiction with Travolta, both Herman. those guys. Pee Wee Herman. Mm-hmm. Paul Rubens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a Canadian film called Rituals that came out around the same time that's very similar. But again, oh, yeah. it's, it's acclaimed, but it's really unknown. But that's also really recommended because, yeah, very similar. Slightly more horror-ish, but really good actors. Hal Holbrook's in it, I'm pretty sure. That
1: 70s era had a lot of that
0: thriller of we're
1: camping or we're in a new neighborhood or we're, yeah. we're on a road trip and everything
0: goes horribly wrong. We're a group of white dudes who think we know more than we do about things. That's basically <laughs> yeah. what it. And terrible things happen. That's yeah. the story.
1: And then again, switching way back to the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> Why are you doing it's this? It's good that I did this back and forth. Spaceballs. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> By Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks. a Jewish gentleman. Oh, yes. Nice. Jewish cinema. You see?
2: Bringing it back. And
1: John
0: Candy, is he Jewish? Know, probably not.
1: No, he's the greatest Canadian of all time. That's oh. all.
0: Yeah, so there you go. All the top people in this.
1: Spaceballs is weird for me because, you know, when you're a kid, time is completely different. Return of the Jedi was 1983, and Spaceballs was 1987. So only four years later. And you think back now as an adult, well, now's a bad time because we've been in the apocalypse for two years. <laughs> you know, you think of four or five years ago, like 2016, 2017. That's nothing. But I remember being a kid and I think about going into a different grade of school or falling off on collecting Star Wars stuff. Four years seemed so long. And now to me, I'm like, oh my God, I thought Spaceballs came out 15 years after Return of the Jedi. So it was relatively close to the spoof source material. It's one of those movies where I don't think it was a flop. I don't think it was a giant hit. But in the years following whether it be i think video stores and tv and movie channels has become arguably very arguably mel Brooks' most well-known film in modern times Mm -hmm. that that most people have seen probably especially under a certain age because we're all under the age even of being too young for Young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles and all that. If you were twenty when that came out, you'd have a different perspective on it. But mm. for me,
0: Spaceballs is like Mel Brooks's masterpiece, which probably most people don't agree with. They were talking about making another one, or was it a remake? I can't, it was one or the other thing. That like recently, in the last like year or two, they were talking about making like I think a second one or whatever. I, I don't think it'll ever
1: happen. Personally, can't. they don't have John Candy anymore.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I guess they could do like because it was like it was a spoof of the whole trilogy, right? It wasn't just a spoof of Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even had
1: Alien in there yeah. and, and other stuff. It was Star Wars and science fiction.
0: Then I think, is Rick Moranis Jewish? I feel like he Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I No one knows I was. <laughs> Don't you carry a list at all times. I was looking at the door because I got to get out of here.
1: <laughs> no, but there's some moments in that movie that are really hilarious. Mm-hmm. And again, Rick Moranis, who is... Talk about John Candy being Canada's sweetheart. Rick Moranis is the greatest, most successful comedian of an era, who very nobly stepped away from it and has never come back. Mm -hmm. And you look at the run he was on, Ghostbusters, Little Shop of Horrors, Baseballs, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and then SCTV before that. And then that very sadly, his wife passed away and he went to be a dad. And now his kids are
0: grown up and he's just like, nah, I'm good. (laughs) We won't talk about Big Bully or Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. No, no. (laughs) They weren't all classics, but he got paid. That's all that matters.
1: I think Little Shop
0: of Horrors is my favorite Musical. I love Ghostbusters. That's fair. I, I love the director's cut of that too, which I didn't see for 20 years. With oh, the right. Like extended yeah. and ending and like the downer ending or whatever. And A I'm little like, shop. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. just think of all the work and money and effort that went into that 15 minutes or whatever that got excised and you're just like, Wow, that I mean cool that it eventually came out, but you got to think of the people who worked on that movie. They're like, this is going to be so great and we did it. And then your movie's a hit, but you're like, oh, by the way, we cut out most of that work you did at the end. It's always that. Movies are so hard to make, whether
1: it's a $25,000 Clerks movie or Avengers. Mm-hmm. Movies are all impossible to make. You look at it and it's just you could have a good script and then something else goes wrong, or there could be a strike, or there could be a bad director, or there could be it's just there's so many factors. Any any movie that gets made, that's why I'm a bad critic. Any movie that gets made, I'm like, good for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and even like we watched the new Matrix, and it's it's sort of funny with that because a lot of people are upset that it's not just a copy of the Matrix. It tries to do its own thing, but then so it's like you're you're stuck either way. Either oh, you, for sure. you reboot something like, you know, Star Wars Seven, and then people are like, Wow. It's just a copy and that but you do a new thing and they're like why wow, this isn't the matrix you know like it's like nobody's satisfied
1: <laughs> yeah stuff like that you're damned if you do damned if you don't because mm-hmm. i always come to the defense of the disney trilogy of star wars where it's like if the movie had been just han luke and leia running around having an adventure people would go well you're just doing the same thing again but if you introduce a bunch of new characters and put in some conflict and have some characters be in dark places you're like I don't like it. I fear change. You're like, well, what do you want? (laughs) If Star Wars 7 had been Han and Leia- are fine and they're having like a thanksgiving dinner and the kids come over that's not a movie you need to have conflict it's just life day for now <laughs> yeah. half. Like, yeah. you can't
0: do this i loved last jedi and like legit enjoyed rise of Skywalker. like i know yeah. it's not amazing or whatever like i'm not going to defend it but like did i really enjoyed it and i'm just the bile is almost hilarious at this point
1: well i'll wrap up with my controversial stance just to make if there's any trolls listening <laughs> my controversial stance on star wars as somebody who is a child of Return of the Jedi, is, and I say this with love for the original trilogy, is the original trilogy is not the five star masterpiece you think it is. It is filled with flaws and mm. is not perfect, but I love it. The prequel trilogy, especially depending on how old you are when you saw it, are not the worst movies ever made. (laughs) And the Disney trilogy is probably the best actual filmmaking of the three trilogies. Mm -hmm. And again, if you're a kid seeing it, you don't care about all the other stuff and you think the original trilogy is kind of boring. Yeah. So you kind of got to look at it from all these different perspectives mm-hmm. and that's why I and that's why I'm a bad critic because I'm just like, oh Star Wars.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love you. Yeah, I could never. I feel like I was at a weird age when the prequels came out and I was just like, I wish they'd been a little less kiddy. But then the third one w- was, you know, so I like I think they got better as they went along. Some would disagree and hate attack of the clones, but I I enjoyed it. Well, I'm a kid of Ewoks, right?
1: So mm-hmm. I remember when the Ewok TV movie was on, we didn't have cable TV, so we went to a friend of my mom's house on a Saturday night or whatever. So that even was extra big for me. I'm like, oh, I'm six or seven years old, and we're going out to a we're friend's house. in someone house. else's house. Yeah, <laughs> we're eating pizza on a Saturday. So I have a very soft spot in my heart for those Ewoks movies, which I, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, are not good, but I love them. I love them. But I remember older kids, and again, when you're a kid, an older kid might have been 12 but you look at them like they're 35 <laughs> hating jedi because of the ewoks and i remember being like what ewoks are cool yeah so the defensiveness of older geeks to something is not new like i'm sure you could go back to planet of the apes and there was the same thing or universal monster movies there's probably like once the fourth frankenstein movie came around there's probably people like ah you ruined my childhood universal monsters or son of godzilla and you're like no wait he
0: did suck yeah. <laughs> we can all agree on that
1: so thanks for listening everybody stay tuned we're like everybody else we don't know what's going on no we don't get a heads up so if we find out bad news that we're closing we'll let everyone know if we find out good news that we've all got magically vaccinated and things get better and we're allowed to have full capacity again we'll let you know we will for sure let everyone know the second that we're able to sell popcorn again because we'll have a liner on the block and be uh, selling that hand over fist can't wait for that day whenever that is
0: soon soon soon, soon. very soon
1: you can find us on mayfair theater.ca and all the social medias and stay tuned for updates on uh more cool films coming soon we have put out news that we're gonna do the oscars in march again Ooh. i don't want to jinx it by having just said that
0: but, yeah. no uh, champagne no pizza no popcorn <laughs>
1: yeah we'll be back next week with another edition of the mayfair theater podcast thanks for dropping by emily sorry Aww. we forced you to be on the podcast <laughs>
2: no worries i know you tricked me but you're used for... to me
0: talking over you at home so it was just more of that i guess
2: yeah right This feels pretty normal oh.
0: <laughs> burn <laughs> okay thanks for listening everybody bye. bye bye now we get to race home and clean up the house with your parents coming over tomorrow and pretend that it always looks like that oh yeah they'll believe it hooray once upon
2: a time warp deep in outer space they lived the most sinister villain in the universe, Dark Helmet.
1: I can't breathe in this thing.
2: Space They must have hypersets
1: on that thing. And what do we got on this thing, a Cuisinart?
2: Starring Mel Brooks.
1: It's for you. As President Scrooge. Who is it? Daphne Zuniga as Princess Vespa.
2: Daughter of Roland, King of the Druids. Funny.
0: She doesn't look Jewish. John Candy hey, as don't Bart. Wow! Gimme Pa! Bill ah. Foom as Lone Star.
1: Ludicrous Speed! Go! Yeah. Mel Brooks as the magnificent Yogurt. Don't make a fuss. I'm just plain Yogurt. Yeah.
2: Rick Moranis as Dark Helmet.
1: Why don't we take a five minute break?
2: Space The movie. Smoke if you got them. (laughs) And may the Schwartz be with you.